Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, Los Contigo, with your co-host Diana. And Tim. And first of all, we want to say thank you so much for supporting us and all the love and all the feedback that we've received over the last couple of days means so much to us. And, you know, thank you for listening, streaming, following us on our social media accounts, and a massive thank you, honestly, from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah, we cannot appreciate it more enough now than ever. We didn't expect it to grow this fast. If you haven't followed us already on our Instagram account, feel free to follow us at Lost underscore Contigo, C-O-N-T-I-G-O. We kind of just post random stuff there. It's all over. Also, the link to the podcast is an easy way to get to it. But really just huge support. You know, we appreciate all the feedback. And today we're kind of going to talk about, you know, growing up Hispanic with our family, kind of the key takeaways, identifying who we are. Um, I think it's just really important just to kind of get that message out there that being a minority in the U.S. is a lot. That means a lot. Um, I think sometimes it gets lost in translation with a mumbo jumbo of like Hispanic community, the Asian community, the Black community. But we're very different. And I think you can agree. I mean, yeah, no, for sure. I think that being growing up Hispanic or Latino or Latinx. That's the really cool thing about being part of this community is that it's so broad, you know. There's so many ways you can identify, you know, you can be Hispanic, Latino, Latina, Latinx. Um, and there's no wrong way to show your ethnicity, you know. And for me personally, you know, like I said, my parents are originally from El Salvador. They migrated here to the U.S. They've um they've only been here for 30, 27, 30 years, something like that. So it sounds like it's been a long time, but realistically, it's not. Um, Especially like, you know, my parents are significantly older, so they've only been in the U.S. for a small portion of their lives. And so for me, I grew up here in Texas. I was born and raised in Austin, Texas. And I don't know about your parents, but my parents, I think that when they migrated from El Salvador, they wanted to, in a weird way, they wanted to Americanize me, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, in their, in their heads, they understood that, you know, they are a people of color, and, you know, and they wanted me to be seen as American versus a girl who comes from Salvadorian parents. So, like, for me, you know, I identify as Latina because, you know, I'm very proud of my parents' background, and I'm proud of my ethnicity and my heritage and all that. But growing up, I was not, I didn't learn to read Spanish or write Spanish until my junior year of high school when I started taking, like, AP courses. And for me, personally, I remember my dad would tell me at home we're going to speak spanish but outside of the household you're going to speak english did they speak spanish outside the household because i know when they came here they only knew spanish yeah so my parents because they wanted to americanize me they actually started teaching themselves english obviously they have that broken accent it's a thick english it's not you know anything it's not smooth or anything but um growing up at at home, yeah, it was like speak Spanish, but it's weird even to this day because yes, I'm fluent and I can understand it and I can have a very I can have a conversation. But growing up, there you know they would 
talk to me in Spanish and I would respond in English. Yeah, to kind of like get it back. Yeah, and even to this day, like if I struggle with like the bigger words in Spanish, I'll just say it in English, but they understand what I'm saying. And so it's, yeah. 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 So for me, um, you know, the purpose of that was my parents just wanted me to fit in. They didn't want me to, um, they didn't want me to sound like I wasn't from here. They didn't want me to have like that thick accent, which I still haven't accent I, you know i think you can hear it no but i think it's not overall it sounds good considering all the factors i mean yeah. right and i think i think that's where we relate a lot because like the what you're saying i think it really relates in my scenario because i don't know fluent spanish nowhere near the amount you know because i grew up like that i my parents were very and their parents too um they realized that you know keep your head yes. down don't mm-hmm. stick out right and speaking spanish and this is Texas. I mean, we, I grew up in San Antonio. My parents grew up in San Antonio. But even in some certain situations, my parents went to high school and it was 99, 98% Hispanic. And I remember them telling me, but all the teachers were white. So it wasn't like you could, it wasn't like you could speak Spanish constantly, right? And so they had to know and only speak English and, and every scenario presented to them, right? And so I know when I was growing up, my parents were very big, like, yeah, you don't really need to know Spanish. It's, it's okay. Like, don't worry yeah. about it, right? But their logic was they just didn't want either me getting made fun of or, you know, being presented in awkward yeah. situations that I didn't understand at the time when yeah, I was that's, little. Yeah, that's interesting because for me, my par- even though my parents were trying to Americanize me, you know, I remember my dad specifically, he always told me, the reason we want you to speak Spanish at the house is because at the end of the day, you are his you are Latina. You do come from two parents that are not from this country. And he always told me that to never be ashamed of my parents. And the way he kind of told me to introduce myself, which you know, and at the time it didn't make sense. It wasn't a big deal. But now that I'm older, I'm like, wow. He would always tell me when people ask you where are you from, you're going to say, My parents are from El Salvador, but I and from Texas, right? And right, and it sounds so simple, but it it's so it, it means does so, mean much, so more. much more because at the time, you know, I was like, yeah, where are you from? Oh, my parents are from El Salvador. I'm from Austin. But now that I'm older, it it's like it means more because it's like I'm claiming the fact that I I'm acknowledging yes, you know, my parents are not from here. My parents are you know from a very small little country in Central America, but I am, I identify as American. Um, and not only American, but I claim, you know, I claim that, you know, like, yeah, I'm straight up born in the U.S. And I think a lot comes along yeah. with that, right? I mean, you know, being able to say, no, my parents are from El Salvador, I'm from Texas. You know, people start to assume and assimilate things like, wow, that's crazy. Especially when you start, you know, getting further along in your life, you do realize like, wow, my parents really came from a whole nother country. Yeah. And here I am doing what yeah. I'm doing, right? No, for sure. <laughs> and so I I can't really speak for that per se, because again, yeah, no, my parents, they are born and raised in Texas. So are you, um, are you like, specifically you're what, their second generation here in? It's, well, okay, that's funny you ask, because it's kind of hard. I, I, I want to say I am second generation, because I'm not 100% sure. Well, here's the thing. My grandparents were migrant workers, so they were all over the United States. I mean, literally all over. I mean, they picked in the farms. They only spoke Spanish, my grandparents. And even to this day, they know English, but as, because they're getting older, 
they're speaking their native language, which yeah. is Spanish. So I'm, you know, I'm having to, you know, kind of readjust. And I know even like my oldest aunts and uncles, they spoke Spanish. And when they went to school, they were, it was like a wake up call because they were like, wait, <laughs> that's not the normal language. Um, because they didn't know any better. And so I think my grandma really pushed all her kids, which are my aunts and uncles, right, um, to know English. They just said, hey, like, no. <laughs> Uh, and so even though she might not have spoke fluent English, she tried just as yeah. much as your parents. I mean, you know, and it, it's just funny, like growing up different because your parents migrated or immigrated here and mine were born and raised in the United States, to my knowledge. <laughs> um, but yet they spoke fluent Spanish and then we had to kind of figure out, oh, no, you have to know English as well. Right. And so it's like I think people forget that, like. Just because you came from a Spanish-speaking country, you know, you immigrated here or your first gen here. There's so many people here that have been born in the United States that their first language is Spanish. They don't know yeah, any for difference. Sure. You know? And like, I think another like a funny thing is that my dad always told me, like, you need to know Spanish porque tienes el nopal en la frente. So like, obviously, it's it's you know, I look Hispanic. I am brown, <laughs> and so my dad always, uh, yeah. you know, he always told me like, we want you to know our language because it's part of who you are it's the way you, you can communicate not only with us as your parents but you know our other family members who are still in El Salvador and you know they don't speak English uh, but yeah because my, my dad yeah. he's like he doesn't hate it but he dislikes it when you have he's very traditional so um but you know he's like what well, your last name is your last name is Hernandez and you don't speak Spanish like what what is that but you know I think that as you know the times are changing we're starting to realize that you know speaking Spanish isn't the only thing that makes you Hispanic or Latino but it's crazy it's crazy and there's different yeah. reasons you know I think you know like in like in your case your dad was very prideful and very proud to yes. be from another country and speak another yeah. language versus where I'm coming from my family it was very much like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't stick out, though. Like, if, if it's not there, then yeah. nobody will notice, right? But to your point, yeah, I mean, both of us, we're very dark-skinned. I mean, you can tell by the color of our skin that we are not white or black or Asian. I mean, you can tell. We're very dark-skinned. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, I agree. I mean, you take a look at me. and <laughs> Yeah, I look like I just got back from the field. Said, yep. I am I'm not that dark, and there's nothing wrong, like, obviously, with skin tone or anything, but I'm, I think that both of our backgrounds plays a huge, huge role in who we are as people, um, because the funny thing is, growing up, like I said, because my parents did want to Americanize me, and I was, you know, I was that kid that on break, I was at camp, you know, <laughs> and I was, you know, my friend group was, like, Hillary and Brittany from Girl Scouts. I did Girl Scouts. I don't know why, but that's beyond right. beside the point. But <laughs> that was a side up, point. I my I used to have a really bad habit. My parents would be like, "Oh, they would ask me, so like, you know, where are you from?" And I'm like, they would tell me you're Salvadorian, and I would fight them, and I'd be like, "No, I am American. I am, I am American. I'm American. I'm American." But in my head, I couldn't distinguish the fact that I'm not white. Like. In my eyes, I was white. Like, even though, yes, physically I didn't look white, I felt white. And so I would not, I think 
it took me up until the age of like 14 when I was able to like start really understanding society. Up until then, I was very proud to claim the flag. She yeah, said, made I was in America. Like, I was very pro America. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I'm not in pro America, but the truth is that it took me a minute to realize that I have a lot to be proud of. You know, the fact that I am a person of color and, you know, and I am someone who has parents who literally dropped their entire life and had to start over, which can, that is. That is hard. I don't think people realize how hard it is to leave and go to a to a completely yeah. different place where the culture is different, the language is different, the way of living is different, and having no guide at all. But yeah, I mean, honestly, and especially you know back then. I mean, imagine you know you said parents are like twenty seven years, and you know, people yeah. think that's a long time, but 27 years, think about it, 27 years, there wasn't like the internet, oh, there yeah. wasn't phones. I mean, so your parents had to literally up and yeah. just leave their life, yeah. figure out what to do, you know, uh, no support, no nothing. I mean, you know, learn English on the side on top of that, um, which everyone thinks like English, English yeah. is so easy. No, I, <laughs> I speak fluent English and I still to this oh. day, yeah grammar I mean, is not my favorite. yeah because it's like people don't understand i mean it's like we have so many different you know common phrases or whatever and it's like that's the funny part too you know when someone's speaking spanish and then or like if you know when you're you call your parents on the phone like we're in the car and i think i'm picking up like what they're trying to say but i'm like wait what did they say and then you'll always be like oh it's not funny in english oh, it, it, like yes. it only makes spanish sense in spanish is so aggressive I mean, everything in Spanish is just, I feel like sounds 10 times more aggressive than in English or 10 times more seductive than in English. Even something so simple. Yeah, because it's like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> no, I agree. And um, like, it's weird because you think, oh, you know, learning a language isn't a big deal, but it is because it's, it, in a weird way, it's like part of your, it is part of your identity. And it influences your identity so yeah. much because for me, you know, because my parents did want me to be fluent in Spanish and because I, I do come from working class family, when I go out, you know, out into the world <laughs> and I see someone who doesn't speak English and they're trying to communicate with someone, it's like a sense of pride because I'm like, hey, that's my, that's that lady who's trying to tell you that she wants a grande ice macchiato like that's my person i'm gonna help her out and it's like a sense of community yeah that's like a, like i belong you know um i know it's okay so it's so funny you say that right because you have that you can do that right because you do speak pretty good fluent english and spanish i mean you're able to help people translate i mean part of your job right now is yeah. to translate yeah. to, you know to a degree right and for me on <laughs> i'm on the opposite side of the spectrum because of the color of my skin and you know i have jet black hair um people look at me assuming i speak spanish so they'll come up to me at my job or at you know just by speaking spanish and i just kind of look at them with this dumb look like oh oh you thought i was mexican mexican (laughs) (laughs) i was like no no, that's just a vibe i put off (laughs) and so (laughs) but it's funny because you know all my friends and y'all know this too right uh, I love listening yeah, to Mexican music. Yeah. I mean, I love <laughs> it. Like, I found that interesting. And you're, and you, 
<laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's like a, it's like a religious passion. I mean, what it, all kind, not just the, you know, the radio, like Bad Bunny, Maluma, I was like all that. It's literally a wide yeah, like range, when you right? listen to Banda, um, I remember the first time I was like, do you even know what they're saying? <laughs> Yeah, and, and everyone looks at me, and then so they assume I speak Spanish, and I'm like, no, 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 I, the reason I like it is because I know it's part of my culture, part of the music, but I also just like the yeah. rhythm of the beat, you know, um, that's always just been me, because I remember, you know, and I think part of it too, and this is kind of like, sound like a little story, but growing up, I would always go to my grandparents' house, and every weekend, honestly, if not every day, um, we would clean the house. I mean, that whole that whole concept of Mexicans love to clean, that may not be true for every family, but I know in my family, oh my, that is literally the meme. I mean, for whatever reason, we were that typical, you know, wake up early, early Saturday morning and clean the whole house and cut the grass. And, you know, like if we were trying to impress somebody, but the reality was- No, yeah, you just wanted to have a clean house. Yeah, and I was like, bro, I'm, I was over here like yeah. five or six years old. <laughs> Working with uh, Lysa yeah. and Fabio I can relate because, I, I, yeah, my, you know, again, not Mexican, but I think it's just a universal thing in our in the Hispanic Latino community because same thing here. I mean, okay, my dad has a record player. And just to give you all an idea, my dad was born in 1949. So, homie, you know, he's, a, he's very wise. <laughs> and so... <laughs> He has a very good For knowledge. For me, <laughs> I, my dad would, I don't know if you know who they are, but they're um, the Bookies. It's like a group. It's like an old school group in Spanish. He would put on uh, on the their record player to play at 7 a.m. And I would just hear the Bookies come on and start singing. And I, like, I just knew. <laughs> I knew I had five minutes to get up before he came in. And was like dragging me out of bed, and it was like the same thing. It was like every Saturday. I don't know about you, but for us, Saturdays were cleaning days. So it's like you want to go out on, you want to go out later. You wake up at seven a.m. You make sure yes. the kitchen, the living room, your room, everything is on point. <laughs> okay, that is <laughs> no, that's extremely funny. Okay, because for us too, yeah, Saturday was our cleaning days. You know, occasionally Sundays, Sundays if Jesus you know we, like, something happened, we had a party or whatever. But yes, Sunday's the Lord's yeah. day. You know, you rest on that day. But no, okay, that's so funny because growing up for us and me and my sisters, if we wanted to go anywhere, I mean anywhere with our friends, our room had to be clean. The kitchen had to be clean. Like, like you couldn't even ask. Like, you, it, they would slap you in the face, like that type of thing. Like, are you really, you're going to sit here and ask and your room's not made or whatever? I, don't, I mean, like I said, I don't know about you, but for us, me and my sisters, my family, it was very like, you always had to do something in preparation oh, to go 100%, out. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's the same. I remember I would be like, ask. I grew up a lot more with my dad because my mom was always working. So I'd be like, Dad, I want to go hang out with my friends, and he would be like, You want to go? You need to wash the dishes. And it, and and the thing is, my parents are your traditional strict. I mean, strict Hispanics. Like you know, they believe in like hardcore discipline and school's away and you do as i say and as long oh, as you're same. under my roof my yeah. rules type of stuff and <laughs> yes yeah but, punishment uh, was yeah. very real in so, our house uh but yeah they my dad would tell me like hey if these dishes are not done by the time that you want to go with your friends you're not going 
And it's, and my mom, oh, let me yeah. tell you, my mom would come home from work and she would check my work. Like she would check the restroom. She would smell the dishes. And if they were not done correctly, she would make me do it again. I know one time I was trying to be smart. I was trying to be so slick. And so I like, she told me she was, I was going out with my best friend. Uh, I think at this time we were old enough to drive. Yeah, we were like 16, 15, 16 for sure. And yeah. Which is crazy, right? 16 and yeah. you still doing it. And so I was trying to be slick because I didn't really feel like cleaning the restroom that day. So what I did was like, I, you know, when you just kind of like wipe it down just to make it look nice, but it's not so it like, it's not enough. a deep clean. <laughs> Because my mom always told me yes. the restroom is the cleanest, the thing that needs to be, the restroom in the kitchen are the areas in the house that need to be consistently clean. And because, you know, you cook there right. and you also, you know, get ready for your day in the shower and whatnot. And so for us, for me, the restroom ne- needed to be done twice a week, one day during the week and then every Saturday, right? And so... <laughs> I and I didn't I didn't get it. I didn't understand. I was like, I just washed the restroom on Wednesday. Like it's only been two days. <laughs> like, why are you making me do it? So that Saturday, I remember I wanted to be slick. So I wiped it down. I, you know, cleaned the mirror, made it look nice and pretty. I like sprayed a whole can of Febreze so it could smell nice. And my mom <laughs> came home from work, and this is like 30 minutes until my friend was picking me up. My mom came home from work. And she goes straight to the restroom, like, doesn't say hi, doesn't say anything. She's like, I'm, my heart is pounding because I'm trying to, I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope I get away with it. <laughs> she runs her finger on the tub and she's like, you need to call your friend because you're not going. And I was like, what do you mean? And I tried no. so hard. I was like, but I did clean. I did. And I knew I didn't. But yeah, I, they know. But they just know. Know. They know. Especially. Hispanic parents are scary because they just know. Oh, you can't know. Yeah. They know every trick yeah. in the book. It's no, because that's so funny because my parents did the exact same thing. My dad, he's very OCD, anal, clean. Like like every the minute you put a magazine down on the couch, he's like, Are you done with that? Are you gonna pick it up? I'm like, <laughs> Okay, calm down. But no, same thing to me and my sister. I remember he got a penny and he put it behind the toilet. Because he swears we would never sweep behind oh, the toilet. Yeah, you know how yeah. like, there's like a little space between the wall? Okay, so he literally, this man, I kid you not, put a penny behind the toilet. And we cleaned the whole thing really good. And we deep cleaned, you know, in our eyes, <laughs> at freaking 10 years old, we deep cleaned. So then he goes in there, he's like, really, what is this? And he pulls it out. And he's like, I knew y'all were cleaning, blah, 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 blah. This was like a whole spiel. And I'm like, that should tell you the length, you know, these Hispanic parents be going through. Yeah, just to make sure I, you're doing you know, the job right. Now that right. I'm older and I'm 22 and I have like a house of my own, my own, like my own place that I have to maintain. Let me tell you, I get it. I used to complain. I never understood like, you know, those memes online where it's like you hear your mom coming and you forgot to wash the dishes. So you like get up and do it real quick. That was me. That was yep. literally me. Oh, my God. <laughs> actually, I used to call my best friend to come help me clean the house because I knew that we had plans and my parents were going to be home in 30 minutes. So I was like, hey, if you want to go out, you need to come over and help me vacuum this house. And, you know, shout out to her because <laughs> honestly, 
that's yeah, that's a real one. She's the real one. But now that we're older, I think we can both appreciate the fact that our parents did make us clean because now we know how to do it correctly. And you know, for me growing up, I've always been this wild kid. I mean, let me tell you something. This I've I've always wanted to have my own business. I've always wanted to be my own boss. I would host garage sales when they were a thing and back in the days because now they're kind of dying. But every Saturday, I would make signs. I would beg my dad. I'd be like, Dad, please, 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 can we do a garage sale? Can we do a garage sale? Because I just wanted to have money and, you know, so, so I could buy toys or whatever. And then, you know, I would sell right. things. I would sell cookies. I literally did the whole, like, lemonade thing. Literally, so embarrassing. <laughs> but I would do, like, the powder, mix it with water, and sell it at 50 cents. I've tried everything. I know, so... In El Salvador, we have dessert called Choco Bananos, which is basically just uh-huh. a frozen banana dipped in chocolate, but we dip it in the in Salvadorian chocolate, which is made a little bit... It's um, The taste is very different from your typical, like, American... Yeah, American chocolate. Like chocolate bar. But me and my cousin, we... We did it for one summer, and we, my neighbors, let me tell you, also, real ones to my neighbors, because I would knock on their door, and I would be like, hi, would you like to buy a frozen banana dipped in chocolate? And these people would buy it, and I'm always, now that I look back, I'm like, you don't even know if I wash my hands, <laughs> like, yeah. But no, it was different real. times, but it was different. Our parents teach us all these lessons that, in when we're little, we don't understand, you know, but now that we're older... We get it. We appreciate it. Yeah, because now, you know, that's the other thing. In addition to my parents wanting to Americanize me, they also wanted to teach me my culture. Because, you know, I honestly, I've only been to El Salvador twice. I don't even count the first time. The first time I went, I was one. I had my one-year-old birthday party over there. And sadly, sadly, the second time I did visit that country or, you know, my parents' country, was three two years ago when my cousin passed away and that was that was the first time that i ever flew to that country where i could remember and you know tragically the memory isn't exactly the happiest going to a country like you know el salvador is not your typical (laughs) it's not a first world you know it's definitely in poverty and it's so it opened my eyes in a weird way, it also made me realize how much my parents have given up and sacrificed to ensure that I, you know, have a, a successful life. Um, but it's, I think it's just, it's crazy because even though, yeah, like, my parents are new to this country relatively, you know, at some point, even for you, like, someone made the choice to come here and now look at us now, here we are, you know doing a podcast yeah no it, it is it is because like you said like when you're younger you don't really understand the things that your parents do and even as you get older you know you some things you'll never understand right i mean just yeah like why did you do this why did you do that like you know but you get it you get a sense of feeling like as you get older it's like oh now i get it and i know for me personally when i moved in with roommates i really understood why my parents yes. did like cleaning as simple as cleaning <laughs> I understood, like, wow, okay. 
and it wasn't that my roommates were dirty or anything like that. It was just like I understood, like, wow, we have yeah, very different habits growing up. Even you and I, like, we do, we have different habits. Oh as, yeah, mm-hmm. as our parents taught us different things. But it's just, it's just crazy because yeah, you really get to appreciate things as you get older, and 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 you come, you in a way, I guess it humbles you. I, like, yeah, you become for sure. Like, for all the things. I hundred percent agree because, like I said, you know, I've always had these little ideas of mine. Uh, even you know I don't know about you but for me my okay I don't know if you went through that phase where you seriously considered being a pop star or you know being some type of no I was not like you I my parents have worked incredibly hard I mean we're a working class family you know uh I thought that I wanted to be a pop star. So my mom did everything in her power and my dad to provide singing lessons for me. And okay, I came to, you know, singing is not my gift. And then I was like, you know what? I want to be a, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I want to be a drummer. I'm going to be a drummer. I want to be a drummer from this cool band because I seriously thought. And so my parents oh my went, I remember my dad was like, do you really want to do this? I was like, yes. And he took me to the guitars, you know, the store where they sell the instruments. And he bought me my first yeah. drum set. And let me tell you, my mom provided, you know, she took me to my drum lessons. Okay. Also not gifted at multitasking. So I cannot be a drummer. <laughs> yeah, no. But but again, like, it's funny because right, when you were little or at that age, you probably were like, yeah. like, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. Right. And you never probably even thought about like the consequence, like, I guess the consequences, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, the money that would be behind that. Right. And so your oh, parents have sure. to probably yes. move and around different things to support you. And it goes a long way. I mean, you know, my parents, the same way, right? To me, my sister, if we wanted something, first of all, it was like a very long conversation. Like, okay, well, how bad do you want it, right? And then eventually it was like, okay, <laughs> here you go, right? I mean, for I know for our family, first of all, <laughs> I never wanted to be a pop star. Um, but I did, I like sports and I love band, like the music, like I love playing and so that was my thing, you know, like, my parents supported me in that way, like, oh, okay, <laughs> he's not going to shut up about it, so let's do this, right? Uh, but again, you you realize now more than ever, it's like, dang, <laughs> your parents yeah. really and I do think that, a lot for you. I think that the really cool thing about both of us is that both of our parents sacrificed a lot to give us the opportunities that we now have. I mean, personally, for me, I right. think that the coolest person I know, this is going to sound so cheesy, but the coolest person I know is my dad. I mean, my dad grew up in El Salvador. Dad was not in the picture. Mom was not in the picture. He was raised by my grandma. And, you know, he he managed to really get a career. Um, he loves soccer. And he injured his ankle at the age of 25. And then, you know, he didn't want to give up the soccer dream. And he's Okay, my dad's short. He's like 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. And he wanted to be a FIFA referee. But the minimum height is 5'7". And he got he applied for FIFA <laughs> three times. And he got rejected solely based on his height. And this, he did not give up. And he made it. Right. He actually did make it. He worked for FIFA back in the dinosaur period. Um. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. calm down. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, it was no, my a while ago, but not that older, long. But point is, is that, like, you know, he was 
you know, he was an athlete. He worked for FIFA. And then at the same time, he has like a degree in accounting from the University of El Salvador. He was CFO of a, a huge oil company back in the days. And just like that, during his time, you know, they were going through the Civil War and his, you know, his life was in danger and he had to make that choice to give up everything he worked so hard for, come to America. And I think one of the biggest things that my dad has told me and has impacted me and I'm very grateful for is he said, I, my life completely changed in a matter of hours. The day, the day before I was CFO of a company working, you know, a very prestigious job to the next day scrubbing toilets at a hotel just to make ends meet. And to my point is my, you know, now my dad has always supported every single thing I want to do. Even to this day, you know, it's last year in college and, and I'm still trying to figure out exactly what type of business I want to pursue and he's still like okay you know it's it's project number 100 and we'll we'll see (laughs) (laughs) but I think because they realize like if if, when you do things when you're young you know everyone's like trying I think everyone tries to rush into their career or whatever they want to do but you always forget like now is the time to mess up like yeah 20 21 22 we all think we know it all right and some of us do some of us have it all but then you realize, like, no. And I think our parents try to get that. Even from a Hispanic standpoint, as you, as you grow up, you know, they're always like, no, do this, do this, do this. But eventually, they do understand and support, like, it's not their life, but they're going to yeah, figure and- out what they need to do to support you, right? Because uh, that's what my parents have always said, like, you need to do what makes you happy. And so that may, and they even said, like, it may not be what we want you to do. But at the end of the day, it's no, life, I agree. You know? I agree. And I think that's like the really cool thing about growing up in, you know, especially growing up in a Hispanic Latino household is the fact that family is everything, right? Like at the end of the day, you do everything for your family. You stand yeah. by your family. Yes, there's drama and honestly, a lot of drama. But at the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but at like the end of the day, like, your mom like your mom and mom and like mom and dad will always be there and growing up hispanic the biggest thing that i learned was my parents right my parents thought that the best thing for me was to be americanized until they realized that that wasn't gonna work <laughs> right because physical my physical appearance just gives me away <laughs> but i think <laughs> yeah uh, they try. They try. The, I'm proud to be Latina. I am proud to claim the Salvadorian and the American flag, you know, because you know, I this is my country. I, you know, I grew up here. I experienced a lot of all of my life here, but I'm also proud to claim my Salvadorian flag because, you know, my parents did so much, sacrificed so much, gave up a lot for me to have a good life. And not only that, but it's like a, I don't know about you, but for me, it's like a sense of pride. You know, I love to make it known that my, I am Salvadorian, you know? No. Yeah. I think it's totally relatable. I think, yeah. When people ask, when, as you grow up, as you get older, you start to realize, and you, you know, I think it's part of us. What's nice about us that we went to college. So we got to experience in a short amount of time, such a wide array of culture. 
and that we began to realize and appreciate and feel more comfortable 100%. representing ourselves, right? I mean, being able to say, no, 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 I'm not white. I'm not this. I am Mexican-American or I am yeah. a Latino. I identify as Latino. Like, because, yeah, you, you start to speak up for yourself. And I think it's those virtues that our parents taught us, you know, don't be afraid. Like, yeah, keep your head down. But now more than ever, speak up for yourself. Stand up yeah, for yourself. I agree. Represent I who agree. you I are. Think you know? At first, my parents um, thought that the best, like, like you said, the best way was to blend in. But now it's like, no, you have a voice, you know, use your right. voice, speak up. And especially now, because the really cool, the mo- I think the most interesting thing about um, the U.S. is that we're so diverse. Like there's people from all types of backgrounds, right? And I think that another thing is coming from this community and especially growing up in a household where it's strongly enforced. It, at the end of the day, you, you know, like I said, family is everything but also they taught us the discipline like they taught us what we needed to be disciplined in other areas of our life you don't need approval from society or your friends or even other family members like you have to learn to stick up for yourself and if you want something bad enough make it happen right yeah you literally yep (laughs) you got it (laughs) right and i think that and i think that was kind of the whole point of this episode right is that we really wanted just to dedicate and take the time to acknowledge our family life and our parents uh, to say thank you. I mean, not enough times do we say thank you to our parents. I mean, it's just, especially in Hispanic culture, like you don't really say thank you yeah. or, or I love you or like just those kind of common yeah, phrases. Like, like you do, but you manner. do it in your own way. And usually that sometimes those jokes would be like, <laughs> Hey, I love you, Corito. Or <laughs> it's like, like the backhanded right, compliment that they say something say, nice <laughs> and like, something rude. I don't know. Mexican no. culture, you yeah. can. It's always a backhanded compliment. You can never say something nice and just leave it at that. It always has to be like even when I graduated from college. You know, I was. It was always like, oh, so you graduated from college. Oh, so you think you're all that, right? And I'm like, oh my god. And you know, they're joking, but it's just funny. It's just like yeah, no, I, in those moments, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that. I think that we don't take moments in our lives to kind of just really appreciate. I think it's easy to take everything for granted because in our eyes, it's not a big deal. It's kind of like, well, you're, you're, you're my parent. It's your duty. It's your job. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, there are parents, but it's really not, you know? Yeah. Especially at a certain point. You you can be like, man, screw them kids. (laughs) It's like, you know, we, we, we really just wanted to share like what, our parents have done and all the sacrifices and just to really appreciate them and say, thank you. Thank you for everything you've done. And, you know, and giving us the opportunity to pursue all of our crazy adventures. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode with us and listening to our crazy wild adventures growing up Latino. Stay tuned for next week's episode. As always, if you feel like this resonated or you know someone that could also benefit from today's episode feel free to share you can find us on all major platforms and keep in contact with us on instagram you know that's where you can really see what we do like what do we do in a day what's our lifestyle like and yeah thank you so much and we'll catch you guys next week